and welcome to Beyond Pod. I'm Paul Rose. I'm here with my dear wife, Sanya. I've not done that intro in a long time, have I? No. How have you been doing it? I've just been launching into the episodes and not introducing who you and I are. Oh, yeah. Well, there you stop doing that. Well, I hope everyone's got their tissues to hand. I admit that could be taken one of two ways. Both of those ways are completely appropriate. What's the other way? Uh... (laughs) They they know. In case you get allergies. They know. Think of the things you might need some tissues for. Uh, I'm not explaining it. I'm not spelling it out. If they know, they're they're, they're dirty-minded enough to find it funny. (laughs) (laughs) If uh, we both sound a bit bunged up. (laughs) God, that was a weird little laugh. That was a weird little laugh. That was a really weird little nervous laugh. We've just been listening to the album an hour before it's dark. And at the end of it, uh, Sanya, she was listening in the other room to me and she came in in an absolute state. Yeah. Thanks, H. If I have a headache tomorrow because of dehydration. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. And then it set me off. (laughs) This is going to be an emotional episode because this is an emotional album. I was in a state. Was. As if I'm fine now. Yeah. I, I... think it'll be a miracle if you and I get through this album and this episode yeah intact because I kind of need to blow my nose but well you can do that there are no tissues around why don't you why don't you just fart again like no, you did a stop! minute ago <laughs> you better cut that out it was brilliant everyone no you better brilliant. no 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 so no. you got up to go and get the lyrics from the other <laughs> oh room my God, and she no. went <laughs> That. Oh no! It was a it was a loud one no, though, wasn't it? No, stop! Please, can we not? Uh, no, just no. <laughs> was, you told it, me you did it all the time. Yeah, well, so does everyone. It brilliantly, beautifully. I don't offset offset the uh, the 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 emotional state I was in. It was the perfect punctuation, and it's a bit of a shame that at the end of this album, H doesn't fart. <laughs> Give us all a bit of respite. You should have done that. (laughs) Not really how I wanted to start a review of this album, but there we go. We are where we are. Pity all the poor people who've come to this episode. They've never listened to us before. They just want a review of of an hour before it starts. We're talking about (laughs) farting. No, I didn't want to talk about that. And I'm still hoping that you edit it out. And yet I can tell by the look on your face that you're going to leave it in. If Mark Kelly, so not if fair. Mark Kelly, the keyboard player with Marillion, asked me to edit something out and I didn't, do you think I'm going to edit that out? No, it was an accident. <laughs> I know it was an accident. And we're still talking about it. Yeah, you're the one. Who, <laughs> you're you're the one who's on. going on about it. So wow, uh, thank you to Lucy for sending it to us. All my subtle hints in recent episodes didn't work. I ended up just <laughs> was asking that you her. being subtle? Well, 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 oh, I suppose stealth isn't your strong. Well, obviously, it wasn't, strongest. It was too subtle skill. for Lucy, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping one of you would go to her. Lucy, can you send a copy of the album? To <laughs> what one of our listeners would say? Well, so that. I didn't have to do it. Aww. and I ended up just doing it. Um, yeah. So thank you to her for sending it to us. Um, apologies if it makes us look like we're in a circle now, but you know, deal with it. <laughs> We're, well, we're, we're part of the club now. Lots of channels on YouTube and stuff. Well, have, that was the tipping point, right? When I, when I, to it. yeah, I listened to a sea of 
Tranquility, the YouTube channel, did an interview, I think, with Rothers and Pete Pardo, the main guy on there. I don't know anything about him. Mm. But um, I don't know. The sense I got was that he perhaps didn't love the new album. And then we watched uh, another video of, of his where he did, oh, God, H versus Fish. And clearly was very much a fish head and isn't a huge fan of Meridian's you know, H era. And so I thought, you know what? If he's been sent a copy of the album, we've got, as of this month, 7,000 monthly listeners. We've had 7,000 oh, people wow. listen to us this month. And not all of those are diehard Meridian fans. We know that for a fact. And so consequently, I thought, sod it. I'm just going to ask Lucy. And everyone, this is not because I'm in a circle. I'm just a cheeky git. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just cheeky. So I, you ask, you get. I mean, you have also ordered it. So it's- yeah, yeah. By the way, everyone, yeah, of course, I've ordered the 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 album. I'm not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't order the signed version because we know what yeah. you're like. Yeah, it's no point. I don't look after things the way I should, apart from my relationships. <laughs> <laughs> It was really creepy. It was interesting. There are people screaming now, going, get on with it. Yeah. Should we just are, get on are. with it? Okay. Have we done spoiler alert yet? Well, we're doing it again now. Okay. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We're going to get into the album, into the weeds. I'm we gonna, might mention lyrics and stuff. So if you don't want to know, even though you've only got like about a week left until it comes out, if you're listening to this as soon as this episode comes out. Yes. If you're what, listening to this like a month or 10 months after the episode comes out, you've probably heard the album already. And if you haven't heard the album, you should because it's bloody good. Yeah. Oh, I just want to preface this by saying I haven't, I've only listened to it three times and you've listened to it loads of times. So yeah. I'm not going to have as much insight as you will. No, you were um, you were up the Italian embassy when I when I received. Yes, it. I've been busy. Yeah, you've been busy. In I've, noisy uh, environments where I wasn't able to have headphones in and stuff. Whereas I've just listened to it constantly on repeat, and I think it, I have listened to it enough to be able to kind of quantify my feelings about it. Right? How many times do you reckon you've listened to it? Eight. Whoa, that's plenty, isn't it? Five to have more an than opinion. me. Yeah, I've listened to it once with you um, through the speakers on the TV, once on my little earbuds, and once on the big headphones. So it's like varied, varied um, experience. Mm. I, I'm going to also say this is really going to be really awkward as a review because oh. we got sent the album early, right? And I. God, I'm trying to find the words because it's slightly annoying because all of you at home listening to this who have been with the podcast for a while know that we don't pull punches. We're honest when it comes to our opinions of Meridian albums. Yes. And yes, there is a degree of excitement with this one because it's new. It's brand new. We haven't lived with this for years. Mm -hmm. We... Got it early. So, yes, of course, that's a bit exciting. You know, I'm not lording it over anyone, but we got it early, you know, for the purposes of recording this in time for it to, you know, for the release of the the album. So we're not playing catch up. And, yeah, all right, I've only had it a couple of days at this point. You know, I've only listened to it eight times. But, you know, I wanted to be able to kind of go, as we were going through it, you know, point out the bits that we don't like as much. You know, we were quite honest in our murder machines and be hard on yourself. Yeah, but even that, now you listen to it in In the context context and I might have changed. Uh I might have said things differently 
in that episode back then. Listening to those two now. songs in context yeah. improves them. I, yeah, you know, and not that there's anything wrong with... Like, I mean, no. I love those two songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, they're both still but cracks. Does, but you listen to them in in context with the rest of the album and it's like, ah. You'll see what we mean and we'll try and explain that as we go along. Yeah. But the, the trouble with this album is in terms of Marillion albums, I'm going to say it, it, it's flawless. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. I mean, I, I had a feeling I've loved the last two albums and it's like, well, if it's going to be like those two, I have a feeling that I'm just going to love it. Yeah. Um. So sorry if anyone wants me to be critical, because as it stands, I, I can't. It's like, yeah. But then it's like, <laughs> but then, you know, why should you have to be? Because if it's like, you know, Picasso came and did a painting for you, would you be, and he's been painting for like, 50 years or whatever so he's just got this mastery if they are master at what they do then they just are yeah there's not always something to pick at sometimes there just isn't what i will say is if you're not a fan of the mike hunter era approach to song composition which is you know them jamming and the songs being arranged from bits of jams uh, if you're not a fan of those abrupt changes of sections, and believe me, there's some really abrupt moments in in these song suites. Right. Yeah. If you're not a fan of that, you'll probably find things to pick holes in with this album. Oh, okay. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that. I mean, yes. So the um, disclaimer is also me personally. I'm imagining you as well. I do like that. And I've really loved the last two albums. And yeah. I'm not saying that they don't, this album doesn't sound like the last two albums. I think it's very unique, but it's it does have that quality of the jamming put yeah, together. It's the different it, sections the, put but together. But I see them as sweets. It's so in my Marillion comfort zone, this album. Mm. Uh, way more than I expected because, of course, you know, those of you who've been on this journey with us will know I got worried when they started describing the album as rocky yeah and upbeat yeah i worried what that would mean yeah. what I, I was worried that the album would have quite a hard edge now the hardest song on there in terms of having a sort of hard rocky edge i would say is be hard on yourself oh really i think so okay i think yeah i suppose yeah i mean reprogram the gene is quite rocky, but it's, it's in, also oh, poppy. It's it's more I, pop rock, but we'll get onto the individual yeah. songs. Okay. I just want to talk broadly at the moment. Yeah. Um, what the album is that really surprised me? It's way more melodic than fear. Fear yes. was. I see what they mean now about fear being more about atmosphere and quite dark. Yeah. This is a really melodic album. It is. Yeah, and it's a. It's like a bit lighter not and i'm not i don't mean it's not light in subject matter but it's higher energy for sure yeah. in in lots of places but what's really clever about it and this is again before going into the actual specifics of any of the songs um that sort of more melodic i guess lighter and lighter i don't mean lighter in a, and i don't think you do either in a kind of disparaging way because it's more no it's a really beautiful album the yeah. music is really, really beautiful and sumptuous and yeah. dense. 
Um, Lighter as in not heavy. Yeah, but because it has got some like heavy subject matter, you'd think, oh, those two things are pulling against one another. But instead, that that sort of more emotive music is it works to the benefit of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when you listen to this from start to end, it's a real emotional moving journey. Mm. And, you know, we know that they've talked about this being an album that it, H didn't want to write about the pandemic. Mm. But once you hear it all in context, you know, like my murder machines, which, you know, directly references covid and the like and it's not the only song to do that once you hear it all in context and you kind of get to the the final track you kind of go well there's of course they they couldn't have written anything else no yeah and the way they've done it it works the perspective is a personal one and i yeah i know that when we talked about murder machines i was like oh it's not as personal but from there on Mm. it gets personal but it, it feels like it's sort of... Or it, like it feels personal. It feels, yes, it does. Because it feels like, I think, what a lot of us were feeling. You yeah. know, kind of looking out at the world. But also, it, it, it's personal, but looking at a global picture. Yeah. Because obviously it's Universal, got, yeah. Yeah, universal. But it's obviously got the, the whole climate situation in there as well. Yeah. In context, it's not preachy. It's not... No. It just feels like worry. And starting with Be Hard On Yourself, it's the perfect starting point to then go forward into some of the other songs, Mm. which may tackle the same subject matter, but from a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's a jumping off point. It's interesting because it's technically it's not a traditional sort of concept album, but it is a concept album. Yeah. Very much. Or it feels like these songs, even something like The Crow and the Nightingale, which doesn't fit this concept as such feels like at least musically like part of the journey yeah it, oh yeah for sure yeah the album that they've done before that it most reminded me of is misplaced childhood weirdly oh. um in the way it's structured because it, it's you know all right we've only got i guess what is it five songs on the album no six songs the first half is the sort of more up-tempo or catchy kind of in places, borderline pop. Yeah. Which surprised me because mm-hmm. I thought that was something that they had turned their back on. It really surprised me reprogrammed the gene. Mm. Uh, again, we'll get into it specifically. And then the, the final three tracks are these suites that kind of move through moods and shade like kind of bittersweet. Yeah. Um, and it's it's brilliantly structured like that it works so well and then it builds again to that sort of euphoric ending Mm. in the way that misplaced childhood did Mm -hmm. euphoric i don't know but at least overwhelmingly moving and powerful in the way that's really weird that you say that because okay so i listened to it this morning it was the first time today that i listened to it and then found myself about an hour later with made again going through my head oh really yeah and maybe it was because energetically it was that that euphoric ending mm-hmm. which similar on miss pal's Ch- yeah, yeah. childhood and on brave. brave yeah maybe it was that because they were kind of on the same uh wavelength 
but en- energetically. Weirdly, like, though, it, it, didn't, it reminded me less of Brave, even mm. though, yes, it does Oh, no, have yeah, that. like, theme-wise. Brave is darker. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing like Brave. Yeah. Even though they're musically. Yes, I was going to say, musically, there were elements that did remind me of of Brave, not with what they sound like, but with how they've been put together, Mm. with the layers and that density and that complexity and intricacy of sound. That did remind me of Brave, like just like little tiny snippets of sound bites that you hear thrown in. And it's like, whoa, there's so much to unpack here. It's like lace. While we're talking about that, this is the best produced Mike Hunter album. He has done a phenomenal uh, job yeah, on this album. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, Fear sounded great, but this is, for me, another layer, again, of, of so much going on in each song. And yeah. I think uh, I realised this is what I've wanted Marillion to do all along, these and what they do best, you know, when I sometimes, I think, struggle to put it into words, is is songs that are just huge, Every <laughs> yeah. these songs are huge, and I mean huge emotionally, huge musically, and yeah. again they have that catchiness. This is a really catchy album. Yes, yeah, this, you know, live. The, it's going to be so sing along. Yeah, there's certain there's parts of certain songs that I was just like, oh, that's going to be amazing live. That's going to be amazing live, which I'm sure we'll get to. But um, that's exactly what I wrote. Uh, when I was writing my first thoughts down, it was overall, it that's the exact wording, huge, expansive, epic. It's just like these, not like, you know how you get some movies in widescreen, like we're talking about like June is mm. they filmed it specifically really, with really wide shots to give it um, a theatrical feeling. Yeah. yeah. It's like sonically it's widescreen. Mm. IMAX. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. massive. I, I don't know how to, Ex- explain and if that's making sense it, it, it's it it's feels widescreen sound it feels like an album of of epics yeah but not all the songs are the length of an epic no that's the other thing with it it's actually sort of oddly concise mm. uh in that each of the sort of moments in the suites each, each of the movements they don't stick around nothing too overstays long. its welcome nothing. nothing yeah everything feels like the right length yep Whereas I've talked in the past that sometimes on Anamacrophobia and we're going to talk about sometimes on Marbles that I think some of the songs could do with a bit of trimming here and there. Mm. Nothing on this album feels like that. Everything feels like it's the length it needs to be. That Again, that was a sort of surprise because with um, with Fear, if I go to that album, I tend to skip El Dorado these days. The first track. Oh, really? Because it's, oh, what is it, 23 minutes? Right. And it's quite... It's dark and it's heavy and it's oppressive and claustrophobic. And sometimes I'm not in the mood for that. I tend to kind of perhaps go to the the, the next three tracks. And sometimes I even skip New Kings. Uh, you know, I'll listen to those sort of middle three tracks mm. uh, rather than the whole thing. Whereas with this, yes, I've got my favourites and I've got my highlights already. And they might change. But, but because it's all so... Because there's a warmth to it. So mm. it's not really inviting. Yeah. A sadness, but a warmth as well. Mm. So if you haven't guessed, at the minute, <laughs> I, I freaking love it. Yeah, I love me too. it. Me too. Like, really love it. And I'm going to say it, I think I love it more than fear. And I love yeah, fear. Yeah, me too. I actually do too. It's like, it. 
they're just getting better and better. Insane. I don't know whether we want to talk. Do we want to talk about the songs and then give an overall view yes, at the end? Because I've got some stuff to say at the end. Okay, once me people too. Know what we're talking about? Yeah. But if you want to skip spoilers, now's a good place to do it because we're going to get into the songs. Okay, because there is something that I want to say, like as an overall opinion, but um, well, maybe we'll say it at the end. All right. Yeah, because I've got I've put, got <laughs> I've got a bunch of notes to put at the end. Well, let's right. let's start with the one we all know. Uh, be hard on yourself, which again I think is is the most fear like the album gets. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's the one song that that I think out of all of them, even though it's sort of faster and kind of more again up tempo for want of a better word, mm. it's the one that I think could have fit most seamlessly into fear. Yeah, so it's a great segue for anyone coming straight from fear and into the new yes. album. It's like the perfect bridge. But it also starts with the choir noir. Oh. Doesn't it? Which, who are all over this album. There's so much cool stuff on this album. And here, I'll say it now, every single Marillion album should have an orchestra and should have (laughs) a choir on it. Because, my God, we're talking about big, yeah, the bigness of Marillion and the fact that they do hugeness so brilliantly. That just adds to it. Everything should be overblown on a Meridian album from now on. Everything. <laughs> I don't care because it, they do it better than anyone. Yeah, definitely. They should just totally Jim Steinman it up. You know, go full meatloaf from now on. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do small songs anymore because they are utterly peerless when they're working at this level mm. of, of of scale and mm-hmm. scope. Yeah. Look, we've we've covered it in an episode already. But again, it's very emblematic of the album in that it's really catchy and it gets stuck mm-hmm. in your head. Yeah, and love it. It's got that thing love of it. the track somewhere else where ev- everyone in the band is absolutely crucial at every moment. Yeah, they're all pulling together. Yeah. They're all just, yeah, just as important as each other and they're all kind of front and centre. The song has only kind of grown on me as well since we first heard Same. it. Same. And I just want to see it again live. Yeah. Because live, that is freaking spotless. Mm. Spotless? I don't know. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Does that make sense? Spotless. Okay. There's no spots on this. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it sets out the stall by being a song that is sort of simultaneously personal and global. Yeah. So let's get into track two, which is one that people haven't heard yet, unless they've listened to the album trailer, in which case there's a little snippet. So reprogram the gene unusual title i heard the snippet on the album trailer and i thought oh this one could go either way this could be the one like i did with fear i think i talked about this the other week how how the track living in fear when yeah. i first heard it, i thought oh yeah this is going to be the one on this album like lucky man was on sales that can't be made that right. i ended up not liking oh. when i heard the album trailer i thought this could be the one but just as with living in fear oh god i love it I yeah. love this song so much. This like, is, I, I love I it. I think this might be my favourite on the album. It could be mine. As, as it stands mm. for the sound of it. I just, oh, it's like the energy of it is really cool. So it starts with children, the sound of children playing and some sort of really gentle piano. And then, boom, and it, it kicks into this opening section called Invincible, which is kind of trad rock, but mm. it's got a real swagger to it. Um, with H singing, I don't want to be a boy, I don't want to be a girl, I want to be happy, I want to be clever in no pain whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and his voice is so powerful and raw. Yes. It's really rocky in a way that just works. It sounds great. 
he's not doing that oh I'm trying to be a punk rocker thing he's just singing yeah um, and what, as I talked about in the episode that we did on Murder Machines the other week his voice has, has matured in a way that has given it so much more character that, and ironically actually I think it works better with a song with rock, that, that, yeah. yeah with slightly rockier stuff than yeah. it used to it feels like it sits much more sort of naturally in that kind of up-tempo stuff weirdly the the, the opening sort of few verses remind me of, of some stuff on lyrically on of for marbles with that i want to be dr frankenstein put my brain in a box full of led light i don't know there was something about you know losing the plot and you know oh. i want to be invincible i want some peace of mind i want to share your thoughts i want to waste your time then it goes into climate stuff mm. but not in a way in a very different way to be hard on yourself yes it's 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 like it's his personal perspective on it. It's how it's coming from it, his internal experience of it. Yeah, and that really what he does that per- like when he does stuff like that, it it's seamless. Like it just really works. What it feels like is it feels like it's someone what because this is what the song seems to be about. I mean, I think we'll probably at some point do a deeper dive into the meanings here. But it feels like he's kind of musing whether COVID is nature coming back to get us. Mm. Because he sort of says, I've been listening to Greta T, begins with a letter C, the cure's coming at us, the cure is the disease. Yeah. You know, if we weren't around, the yeah. world would be saved. I don't want to be food for the trees. I don't want a fever. I don't want to cough as the planet simply shrugs us off. Oh, sh- nice. Showing how wow. insignificant we are next to nature. Yeah. What a lyric. Then Invincible, this first section builds... And then it it suddenly drops. It just cuts out. So if you don't like the cut and paste version of Marillion, you're going to hate the way this goes into the next section. If you if you know when I meet God, when that oh. suddenly switches, it's like that. The next section is my favourite section oh, of the song. Oh, it's so good. My favourite section. And it's, it's so unexpected. Gorgeous. It's so unexpected. It's basically, and this is going to freak some people out, it, it's just a pure pop song. Like they go like full, uh, it's like the release, no one can, half the world. It's Marillion doing, it's a sound that they haven't done in so long. And it really took me by surprise because that is, for me, as well as being huge and big and being able to do this thing, they are a brilliant pop band. They always have been. Mm. You know, even going back to Market Square Heroes, it is a great pop rock song. And here though, it's, but it's got that sweetness musically and the vocal melody i know not everyone likes no one can but that's most what it reminded me of this section but it's poppy in that anthemic kind of lighters in the air sort of way uh and so now i can safely say that there is a classic marillion song featuring the line we get what we deserve which Yay. Is in this. <laughs> and <laughs> there's there's another line in it that i want it on a t-shirt um i've seen the future it ain't orange the way that h sings that yeah, yeah. i just i was like i want that on the t-shirt mm. and the whole that whole part gave me goosebumps well, yeah. It, Literal goosebumps. Because then it goes into what the final section is, a cure for us, mm. which is, again, oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah, I love this song. How do you write music like I that? I love this song. And you know what? If we're just going from by titles, by song titles, when we got the album trailer video and stuff, I thought I would like the album overall. I'm not, I wouldn't have thought that a song called Reprogram the no, Gene no. would be my favourite song on the album. Yeah. But it 
might be mine and i know that could change that could change but i'm just talking care is coming close yeah i mean i'm just talking like musically Mm. i'm not talking lyric even though i love the lyrics as well um yeah i will say it reprogram the gene is one of the best songs they've ever written yeah it's awesome love it it's it's probably already leapt into my million top 10 oh wow (laughs) i just thought they'd stop writing songs like this really there's a sound to it, a kind of they've got they've got a ability to to write a certain sort of pop melody mm. mixed with I can't even put it into words. People listening to this, you know what I mean. Mm. You know, Marillion as as the old saying goes, too pop for prog fans, too prog for pop fans. And this but is if you in like that, if you like some like the stuff that's somewhere in the middle, yeah. you'll love it. This is that sweet spot. Invisible Ink. That's yes. a good example. Yeah, love Invisible Ink as well. Yeah. It's one of my favourite, favourite Marillion songs. And if you love that Marillion, you are gonna love Reprogram the Gene. Yeah. It is amazing. So then comes Only a Kiss. All 39 seconds of Only a Kiss, which is basically a kind of Ennio Morricone guitar That's what I bit. wrote. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, it's really cinematic, and it reminds me of an Ennio Morricone soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, but, I can't believe we both came to the same conclusion. Like. Yeah, it's, and oh. it's basically the, the intro to Murder Machines. Yeah. Murder Machines is even better when you have Only a Kiss Oh, yeah, totally. In front of it. Yeah, totally. We don't really need to massively go over it because... No, yeah. We we did a whole episode on it. Recently. Um, Nicely, the Screechy Asylum Satellite number one guitar bit in there that I pointed out in uh, our episode on Murder Machines is probably my low point on the album, but it only lasts, what, 15 seconds. So it's the only bit of the album that jars with me. Nothing else in it does. And that... I don't think that's ever happened with a Meridian album. There's nothing else on there sonically that jars. There's no, you know, likewise with Fear, but also here more so they sort of seem to have stopped with the, you know, you know, they used to experiment a bit. So there's no hope for the future or Cannibal Surf Babe. Two songs which I don't hate, by the way, but this is just Meridian being Meridian in their comfort zone in as much as, they're not trying at any point to sound like anyone other than themselves. Mm. But also they they don't sound exactly like themselves. They feel like mm, they I feel know. like they've moved forward. It's progressive in the right way. Yeah. I mean on several songs, uh, including the next one, Crow and the Nightingale, I was like, this is really different to anything they've done before that I've heard. I mean, I haven't heard all of their music yet. Um, but a l- there were several moments on the album where I was like, oh, that's quite different. That's a new way of doing it. Yet it sounds it like sound, them. It sounds like them, but it sounds different. You know, like some bands tend to just produce the same kind of sound over and over and over again. It's not like that. It still feels like they're It's got their themselves. essence. It's got their essence, yes. but it's very different. And that's what, that's what reprogrammed the gene. Sorry to go back to it has i think you're right their essence of and i can't even fully put it into words because it's something that moves me it's not an intellectual thing yeah it's like how do you describe a taste so murder machines lyrically absolutely fits and again 
we know how catchy it is already. Mm-hmm. You've had three songs there, basically, that are just earworms waiting yep. to happen. Not waiting to happen, but earworms that are waiting to worm their way to your ears. Yeah, and I've had Murder Machines stuck in my head for, like, the last 10 days. Yeah. So now it's time for some new songs to get stuck in my head. So now we get into classic Marillion epic territory. The Crow and the Nightingale, which is H's tribute to Leonard Cohen. I looked at some Cohen lyrics yesterday. You can see his influence on H. Oh, really? Yeah, which I've never I'm realized I'm not familiar before. with Leonard Cohen at all. Yeah. Uh, Except, well, he did Hallelujah, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, Famous Blue Raincoat, which H covers sometimes. Oh, I'm not familiar with That's that. That's an amazing song. But it, it, this is what I mean about this album feeling like Misplaced Childhood because the journey, Misplaced Child is an album I can only listen to in, in its entirety. Mm-hmm. And The Crow and the Nightingale works so much better because the first time I listened to it, I just listened to the new songs that I hadn't heard. But once I listened to it coming from Murder Machines into this which it starts with a choir and it mm. just, everything drops down to quiet. And then this piano comes in that frankly is script for Jester's Tear meets Heart of Lothian piano. And then uh, this, I don't know, this sort of drifting, I guess out of this world meets sky above the rainy sort of lushness floats in. Strings with a sort of very gentle kind of electronic beat, really gentle bass in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it just sort of sweeps and ebbs and flows and epic and sad and mm. it's amazing. Yeah, it it is. But it's not an immediate one. It this was because oh yeah. Well, my first thought was oh I need. There's a lot going on. Um, it's going to take a few listens to be able yeah. to take it all in. It was my third listen that I kind of went, oh, hello. I liked it straight away. Yeah. But it was like, whew, okay, this one's going to take a few listens just to be able to grasp it. Yeah. In its entirety, because there's there's a lot. It's a really mature sounding song. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean by that? This whole album feels very grown up musically. Mm, Yes. And this feels particularly grown up, this song. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that kind of relates to what I want to say at the end. Right. So we'll try and remember that. Okay. Bookmark it. Um, but it's it's really lush and it's really epic and it really builds in a almost Neverlandy way. But as much as we all love Neverland, it again feels, it feels grown up. I can't explain mm. it better than that. And the choir, oh my good! And oh. this is another another song where I actual actually got goosebumps once yeah. again. Same, same. And then rather doing like, a solo, the, the solo. Oh my god! Yeah, because you've got the choir, and it felt like they were doing some sort of invocation, like calling forth and building up the energy yeah. in some way. They were like calling forth this energy and power from like the unseen realms, and then. Rather solo hits, yeah. and it's like, what is going on? It's, it's this this wall of the most beautiful sound, yeah, that just it gets bigger and bigger. And you just have to hear it, really. You have to hear it. We're and trying, but we're it. but again, this is sorry. Shout out to Mike Hunter, the production, bloody hell, yeah, bloody hell. He's done a good job. He on has. This album. He's like a genius. Again, 
every Marillion album, can we have an orchestra and a choir, <laughs> I please? nearly swore then. <laughs> He's a freaking genius. Oh, I swear. Uh, and talking of geniuses, these are some of the best age lyrics, I think, ever. For, so I, I kind of went, that's uh, Leonard Cohen. Okay, yes, interesting topic. But yes, the imagery me too. When we when we first heard about the tracks on the yeah. album, and it was like, oh, Cronin Letting Her Girl is about Leonard Cohen, and I was like, okay, yeah. Well, it starts with which I felt a bit guilty about. Thank you for your words of longing. It doesn't really matter whether or not I understand them, given that we just like literally kind of dissect well, everything he's no. ever written. I, see, <laughs> okay, on the same kind of wavelength, I read that and I was like. Um, oh, wait, wait. so wait, continue because it was. It's thank okay. you for your words of longing. It doesn't really matter whether or not I understand them. It doesn't really matter where they take me. Yeah. And I just thought that's how H's lyrics affect us sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We read his lyrics and often go, "Well, it can mean several different things." Well, and I've got Sierra no Leone, idea. the next track is a good yeah, example. But it's like, but how I feel when I hear them. Mm. It affects me and I'm kind of not understanding how or why, but it does because I don't really know the exact meaning. He's writing to Leonard Cohen, but they're words that we could be saying to him. Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? Because it, it the crow, the sense I get, the crow in the title is H himself. He's referring to himself as the crow. Oh. Because uh, there's the line at the end, um, squawking at the sky. Yes. A racket and a tune. It, it, it's about singing along with Leonard Cohen and not feeling you're on the same level as him, which is oh, ironic given age is Oh, right. I can't singer. fly, but I'll open my rough beak. Yeah. Yeah, um, that kind. That makes sense now. Squawk, yeah. Squawking at the sky, a racket and a tune. Aww. Um We won't go through all the lyrics, but, but there is this one, oh my God, wrapping the sun with silk. I know. Make it something that could be looked at without hurting. I oh, know. goosebumps. I just, know. He's at the top of his game. He is, yeah. With lines like that. I mean, the top of But his not game. just, like, the way he sings it as well. It just read. It's like, that's beautiful. But yeah. the way he sings it, it oh. takes it to another level. Yeah. Wrapping the sun with silk. Make it something better than blindness. Better than darkness. Make it something that can be looked at without hurting. Ouch. Oh. And when I say ouch, I mean, like, <laughs> I really feel, I'm going to cry again. Woohoo. Let, let's, like, drain our bodies of all fluid. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Oh, Sanya. <laughs> I was dehydrated. Sierra Leone, which you don't mind me saying that you weren't sure about this when you first heard about it, were you? The, well, no, when I heard, first heard about the topic, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, no, no, it wasn't like that. I was well, like, well, because we had been told the song is about a guy that finds a diamond in a rubbish tip mm-hmm. and decides to keep it rather than sell it. Mm-hmm. Now, and no, I didn't write it off based on that. I was just like, okay, this could go two ways. Well, of course, it's not about that. Not really. But yeah. we'll get into that because lyrically, this is one that makes me blub. There's one section in particular because this is this is another epic. It moves through various movements, so it starts like um, almost like an H solo song. That's what it reminded me of. Something off of, of Ice Cream Genius with just him and a piano and very gentle guitar and this sort of ticking drum. And it takes a couple of minutes to really get going, and then when it does, I know 
Montreal is an everyone's favourite song. I happen to love Montreal. Yeah, me too. I think it's underrated, massively. Uh, yeah, underrated. sorry if you don't like Montreal. I, I don't. I don't understand how anyone can not love Montreal. Like I've never been able to never, understand that. I've never that understood it because I just think it's just such a gorgeous song it's got some really beautiful bits in it this is better way better than montreal but it is structured in a similar way so about a minute and a half in there's this abrupt shift into this section called the white sand is it called the white sand the white white sand Sand. my favorite bit in the song love it love it it's a little bit um golden slumbers if you know the beatles song uh and it's lovely but it's quite short, isn't it? The white. Yeah. Nash, is it short? I don't know. I, I think, remember. does it repeat it again at the end? It just repeats a lot. Yeah. I'm sleeping in the white sand. I'm dreaming in the white sand of Sierra Leone. Uh, but we'll get into yeah. the Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but the melody of it is really beautiful. Yeah. Really catchy. The, the vocal melody I wrote, that's my jam. It's, it's, I just... <laughs> I love it. It's, it's per- their jam. It's perfect. <laughs> the next section, the diamond. Yes. Is my favourite section. And this is the one that I get choked up. Um, but I will go into why at the end. But musically, mixed with the lyrics, mixed with the vocal melody. Jesus. It's so powerful. I wrote as well, the music around the six minute mark is pure distilled Marillion and especially the bass in that section there. It's just... But it's throughout. It's like every section, the big sections when they all come together and mostly this is very much a a full band album. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all there at all times. Mm -hmm. You know, even if during the quieter sections there'll be really gentle bass in the background. You'll hear this kind of little tinkle of keys. You'll yeah. hear a sl- bit of slide guitar. But there are certain parts where one of them will step forward. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. you kind of go, oh. And they even do that uh, with the vocals. There's, the mix, sometimes H will be true. more sort of back in the mix. That's true. And there was, there's one bit, I can't remember, it might be in Sierra Leone, where his voice is right in your ear, um, almost. And... This is the genius of of the production Mm. is that they've managed to do this on this album without ever feeling cluttered or over busy. Mm -hmm. Everyone has something to do almost every single moment. Yes. And yet. Yeah, you're right. It never feels overstuffed or overproduced or over egged. Yeah, because you described the sound to me yesterday as being dense. I'm not talking about just Sierra Mm. Leone, I'm talking about the whole album now. And I'd agree with that. It is very dense. It is very layered. Mm. It's intricate. And yet you're right. It doesn't ever feel cluttered. No. Ever. No. Everyone has their place and everyone fits. It's like everyone is in their right place. Yeah. And at times, at times, sometimes the volume is increased on in one certain area and that works. That just adds more to the texture. It feels like everyone knows what they should be doing at every point. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. What's the word? I mean, definitely synergy. It's like a complex mechanism with a lot of different moving parts, but they're all in, in sync. Mm. They're all in synchronicity together. Yeah. 
So why, you know, it's just really hard to talk about everyone. I think it's really hard to put into words. It is hard to put into words. I feel I've struggled a bit in this episode because I, I, I feel like I'm not doing it justice because it is such an amazing hour. I hope our enthusiasm because comes across. Because you're trying to pull, you're trying to pull a right-brained experience over into the left brain and give yes. it structure and explain it, and you can't. You can only really experience it. It's almost it. like trying to describe a color. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you ex- explain? How do you describe the color blue? And I think, I, do you know what? You've hit upon something there. I remember, well, a long time ago we got a letter I think from our friend Regis who said how you know he'd like us to talk about the music more mm. but look what happens when we try because Marillion for me is an emotional experience I we can we talk about the lyrics so much because that's something that we can try and understand mm. whereas because the lyrics already kind of have words they're yeah, already put into we can words. go that's what that means or that's what we think that means or that's what we feel when we hear that mm. but the music and this album is up there with, you know, think of the most emotional Marillion moments. This whole album is that. Mm. This whole album is such an emotional journey. And in fact, you know, that's again why it feels like misplaced childhood to me more than any H-year album, ironically. Because... That's an album again that I I struggle to I would struggle to kind of describe the music, yeah, in a way that I feel conveys what I'm feeling. Mm. You know, it's goosebumps, it's you know hair standing up on the back of your neck, but that doesn't do it justice. No. When I hear yeah. something like, well, the section in in Sierra Leone where he sings about Freetown. Again, I'm going to get choked up talking about it, but I'll try and talk about the lyrics in a minute. We're walking free in Freetown. Yes. I can't put that into words. I'm going to try, but because it's like describing your favourite flavour. It's trying to, you know, that thing that feels like it's absolutely in harmony with the things you like. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. If you imagine a sine wave and I'm a sine wave and that music is a sine wave, the music at that point absolutely perfectly aligns with my sine wave. Hmm. Oh, that's a nice way of putting it. It You're on the same wavelength. This whole album feels like a Marillion album that was written for me. Right. You know, musically, but points the lyrics as well. And... We're going to get into the whole last two years as well, I think, before the end of this set, because I think it's worth talking as well about how this album is a product of its time. So we have this walking in Freetown section um, and then it stops again. It goes into something called the blue warm air, uh, which is sort of quite sky above the rain for a minute or two. And then it goes into this bit that is almost so Marillion. We kind of listened to it and we went together, didn't we, yesterday? And we went, we sort of laughed because it so sounds like them. Yeah. And it's like goodbye to all that. It's ocean cloudy. It's that, you know, that those epic. kind of atmospheric yeah. moments that could only be them. And then, oh God, hearing that live is going to be yeah. such a treat. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. So it's sort of like, you know, the, the, the atmospheric drift with the keyboardy textures and sly guitar. And then it goes into this thing called More Than Treasure this section called More Than Treasure that has these multi-track H vocals 
and it's it's oh god it's it's heartbreakingly brilliant it's just because he's what he's singing you know this was more than treasure this was sent to me from it's got to choke me up this was sent to me from god um and then and then we get more soloing from brothers who is all over this album if you've missed him in recent albums don't worry there's 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 like a solo every five minutes across the running time of this album it's everywhere and then we have this lovely outro bit with tom toms this feels cinematic and it's like the tide moving in and out and that reminded me a bit of the end of ocean cloud you know where it sort of just goes very peaceful but i wanted to mention i forgot to mention reprogram the gene has cowbell in it uh does it no way i I didn't pick up on that i can't think of another meridian song that has cowbell in it i didn't pick up on that yeah brilliant put a big smile on my face another reason to love that song that's amazing (laughs) oh my god i have to listen to it again now yeah Listen out for the cowbell, everyone. Mm-hmm. So let me try and talk about the lyrics without getting upset. We're currently, uh, or we're about to do Marbles. But, yeah, we've started covering it already. And we've obviously taken a, a week's break to, to talk about the new album. And Marbles is an album that H has described as being about escape and wanting to escape. Uh, and that has been on our journey across his lyrics, a theme, a running theme. A recurring theme. theme. He writes about it a lot. Uh, Yes, a lot. There's this kind of running joke about how Marillion songs are all about death and water, but escape Escape is is a huge part, at least up to where we're up to on on our podcast journey. Yeah. When H sings in this song, I won't sell this diamond, though I have no need for it, except to be me, to do as I please. I will hide this diamond and I'll never be the same again. Finally, I'm free to have my own mind for the first time in my life. I'm walking free. Uh, it chokes me up because it feels like, I don't know, but it feels like this is a love song to mm. me. And the diamond in the love song is a person he's in a relationship with. And I really hope it's the person he's in a relationship with today because... If so, my God, it feels like he's earned it. Yeah. It feels like he's earned it. We've been on this this journey with this podcast through so many ups and downs in his life. And if, if this is him singing about himself here, and I really hope it is, and I'm trying not to blub again, God, this album. You know, when he's singing, I won't sell this diamond. I know she could give me incalculable riches, everything I ever wanted, all that men desire. I don't need I that don't now. I don't need that now. Finally, I'm free to have my own mind for the first time in my life. Hold her to my eye, staring at the sky, see the colours split and light divide. She sends me into dreams, a fire she has inside. I mean, bloody hell. Mm. That's about a person. And what's really got me is preparing to do marbles and going through the marbles tracks. When marbles came out, and this is my personal reaction to this, I was probably in one of the darkest places ever in my life. And so going back to that album, I'm having to go back to that place to a degree. And I remember what that album gave me and how that album for me did provide a form of escape. I'll talk about it more when we get to the album. And then he's gone and written this song on the most current Meridian album, you know, jumping ahead 18 years or whatever. And I'm in a place in my life with someone who... (laughs) makes me feel free you know and and who is a diamond 
for me, who is something more precious than anything oh God, else. Don't make me cry. <laughs> you <laughs> know that's why my it emotional gets me. state at the moment. Oh, great. Yeah, this Aww. is it, he said when he sings, this is more than treasure. This was sent to me from God. When I met you eleven years ago, mm. it it felt like the end of that dark time. Mm. You know, it lasted Aww. a while for yeah. me. God, you made me cry again. <laughs> Sorry, but well, I've been crying all day, so <laughs> in your face. I love the bit where a billion years of waiting for me to come along. Is that from the the diamond's perspective? Well, I found this object deep below the ground, chance in a million under rubbish town. Aww. I dug around for years in darkness and in sweat, finding nothing yet until today. A billion years of waiting for me to come along. Bigger than my hand, how can this be? I think it's from his perspective. Right. But yeah. I found a diamond in rubbish town. <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah. I hope they're all throwing up at home. <laughs> Get your sick balls ready. Mm-hmm. So if that wasn't enough of a tearjerker, then we have care. Oh my goodness. Get your tissues ready. Yeah, get your tissues ready. Just everyone. get buy hey, a whole hey. just buy a whole box what was that? It's nothing. Just buy a whole box of tissues. Because so, you're going to need them. Yeah. Get some electrolytes and get a litre of water so you don't get a headache the next day. So this is, uh, how long is this? What is it? Well, it's broken down in the main album, but it's 15 minutes 20. Sierra Leone is 10 minutes 54. Care starts with a section called Maintenance Drugs, which apparently was inspired by a friend of H's who was in hospital oh. um, and on critical care. It, it's a really funky start, it's isn't funky. it? Like musically, this is Pete doing his thing. Yeah, it's really different coming off off the back of Sierra Leone. But you needed it. Yes, you did. This section, maintenance drugs, it could be a song in its own right. So even though we're talking about, um, you know, care as one song, maintenance drugs is it's sort of nearly five minutes, but it feels complete enough in itself. Yeah. To be considered its own thing. Yeah. Even though it is part of the overall kind of care suite. It's a bit quartz, a bit the opening of Invisible Man, a little bit Peter Gabriel's digging in the dirt. The, the rhythm section as a whole here is showcased Oh my God, it's Pete so here. rhythmic. Yeah. But then there are these weird keyboard textures that Mark's kind of putting in. Yes. Then Rother's doing this sort of funky guitar thing. I mean, it sounds yeah. like about sort of five guitars playing. And then H as well doing his best sort of swagger. But... I suppose when we're sort of talking about, oh, you know, the songs like Hope for the Future or Cannibal Surf Babe or whatever, this, I suppose, risked being one of those moments. Yet it isn't. It's so good. It's mm. so good. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, the loose, it's really loose and kind of, mm. um, there's a That's loose That's a good way of describing it. it. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. But it doesn't really sound like anything that they've done. And it, it. Oh, the the killer line in this is no one knows how much time they've got left. Mm, I know. Nessay uh, par? Uh, yeah. Um, no, wait. I was going to ask you, what does Domhan mean? And, um, and Domhan. Ah, yes. I looked this up. I believe it means the West. Oh. I think. Oh. That's the only translation. Where the sun sets. Ah, oh, makes sense. Mm. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, because he's singing oh, an, hour, an hour before it's dark. They said, yeah. I'll be okay an hour before it's dark. The West. Right. Um, yeah. When it's gone, uh, it's going to take Andam you with Han, it. And Domhan, whether you like it or not. When it's gone, when it's, it's going to take, take you with it. it. Yeah. The sun's going to yeah. set whether you like it or not. Oh, my God. Let's all cry again. It's um, it's a lyric that has a lot of 
repetition in it, but in a good way, mm. you know, because that feels like it, it, it's adding to the rhythm. Yeah. It, it's not overstuffed with words. It's great. It's great. And then we go into a section, which is an hour before it's dark. This feels like uh, it's it's very atmospheric. It's kind of a quite misplaced childhoody, a bit bittersweet, a bit ocean cloud, a little bit, you know, train sleeps in a siding. I don't know. And it, but it builds. Mm. It's it's one of those classic sort of Marillion atmospheric bits. Mm. These are the moments burned into the sacred places of our hearts. Thank you for oh making me truly, truly alive. In a life where luxury was sometimes to survive. That, ow. Wow. I know. Under the weight of lost love, disillusionment and shame. Again, this feels like he's writing this to, to yeah, someone. someone mm-hmm. You know, you came warm and loved me like a tropical storm. Oh, it's going to make Which, me go. Which that linked, that took me back to Fantastic Place. Yeah. Yeah. And loved me like a tropical storm. I don't know. Fantastic Place always reminds me of like a tropical island. Yeah. So that's yeah. why like instantly it was, they were connected. But look at those lyrics. You I came know. warm and loved me like a tropical storm, spiralled mm. me up into the air. Mm-hmm. These Bloody are the days that H. will flash before our eyes at the end. Yours are the words that will whisper in my body as it fades. I swear I'm going to cry. I can't even. I can't even read that. That's going to make because me go. it's like these are the things that keep me up. Well, at this night. is this when is, I can't sleep at I mean, night. That's from the next section, which is every cell. Well, well, every I mean, cell. it's literally the next, the next yeah. bit of the song, and it calls back to Sierra Leone with "Found Freedom in a Diamond I Won't Trade." <laughs> oh Not, my God! Look at the both of us sitting here. We're mess. I found freedom in a diamond. I won't trade. <laughs> Not even for heaven. Ah, God. <laughs> um, and then it goes into, because it comes in that section with this piano and slide guitar with H. This is where I talked about with H very close in your ears, where he sings, yours is the laughter burned into my days, locked away in every cell. Um, and then uh, this solo comes in, this massive solo. And then there's bits that remind me of the only unforgivable thing. It's quite choral. Uh, mm. in places and sort of bit kind of quite churchy and then if you weren't already a wreck on the floor then he sings about the the, the final moments of someone's life and whether he's imagining his final moments again it feels like he's writing to someone that he loves here and someone who's loved yeah. him God, don't. yours are the words that will whisper in my body as it fades yours is the laugh that burned into my days locked away in every cell i came i saw i fell and i changed and then, and then, uh, the biggest gut punch. And I, and as I unpeeled you, you realised you loved me enough to leave me forever. Whoa! I can't talk. <sighs> These are he is he. How does he do that? I don't know. It's... How does he write like that? Such poetry. Such poetry. It's beautiful but write in a way that you understand and feel it. Yeah. But it's the music as well helps you to feel it. Oh, it's yeah. Like... It's, yeah, it's definitely, with the music just adds, it takes it to another level. And then this sort of almost church organ heavenly sound kicks in where it feels like whoever he's singing about, whether it's himself or someone specific, is like taken up. Yeah. But then we go into Angels on Earth, which is... 
I would say, here's what I've got to say, is I think this is a contender for the best piece of music Meridian have ever written, this last section. This was when um, I listened to it, you came home, you didn't know I got the album because your phone had run out of charge. And I had to, you came home with the kids and I had to go in the other room because I was like on the verge of blubbing. Having heard this section, I mean, the whole album had just basically sort of like stripped me of all my defences as a whole. I mean, it was bad enough that, you know, I got goosebumps when I listened to Reprogram the Gene and then the Walking Free in Freetown nearly killed me and then listening to this bloody song, I tell you. And then so I had to go in the other room because I was so close to blubbing. It's got me at least four times since then. Uh, This song wrecked me today because this morning... um, I went for a walk with my daughter and her grandma passed away at the end of last year at Christmas. So, like... It's really... So that was fresh because we'd just been talking about her and then sort of just sitting in a quiet room listening to this song. And it just... It really hit so hard. This... it This is the... This is the thank you to the people who have been on the front lines the last two years. Yeah. You know, this is that's what this is. It's a hymn for them. It's for them, but it's also for everyone, for anyone who's ever been kind, because as well, like, okay, hang on, wait. Let me just gather myself. It's, you know, for example, the girl's grandma was, to me, she was like an angel, you know. It's. I think this song is for anyone. Yes, definitely for the key workers who saved uh, so many of our lives over the last two years and kept us safe. But for anyone who's ever been kind to anyone else without Abby, I can't do it. I know what you mean, because again, this for me... H has often said that his songs sometimes have two or three meanings. And I think that is what he's singing here as well. When he sings, the heroes of this world are not in the hall of fame. The angels of this world are not in the walls of churches. He is talking about that kindness that, that is here on earth now. And that is why this album ultimately is not a bleak album because it talks about the kindness that we are capable of. Um, And then it goes into again, it has a call back to she wrapped her arms around me. Yes, but it's kind of, it's got a different sense. Yeah, it's sung differently. End. Yeah. Um, and then the the final lines, an angel here on earth came down to carry me home. And then it goes out on this angelic choir. It, it does that classic meridian anthemic thing of making you levitate off the ground almost do you know what i mean by that it's so it's like the top of my head lifts off when i (laughs) hear those moments that meridian have done you know we're talking white feather we're talking one tonight uh neverland those those moments those climactic moments that meridian do better than anyone and this is another one of those that can move you but but just just i don't know inspire you and just it's there's just no it words it transports you there's no words it, yeah it transports you emotionally yeah just another thing about care it's i think why it hit me personally as well is it's because like it h entered into my head what keeps me awake at night often is thinking these are the days that will flash before our eyes at the end 
it's like how precious and fleeting life is. But this is what and, I was, yeah, wanted to and say. Am, well. am I? Is you know, is this day going to be one of the things that I remember? Is this is this moment? Is what happened today, or is this moment going to be something that I'll be? looking back upon in 20 years time is this you know every moment we live is going to become a memory and how important each moment is and how precious each moment is because it goes by so quickly it's literally what i wrote down when i was listening i wrote the older i get the more moments are becoming precious yeah i'm becoming more and more aware of how of how my moments are counting down you yeah. know, that I've got fewer and fewer of those and moments. And particularly moments with people that you love. Yeah. So it's not so much moments like, oh, I've got to remember the walk to the park. Although that is part of it as well. But just like those precious moments that you share with those you love. Mm. Because neither of you are going to be around forever. What is really clever about this album, and, and not only does it capture the the last two years, which has made us all face our mortality, you know, and it does in Angels on Earth very explicitly in one one of the verses, he sings, I saw a man paint a woman on a warm mask on her face, screen over her eyes, hospital clothing. So it's an, an album that feels like it's captured the mood of the last two years where we've all, you know, and you, you and I, we had COVID back before it was, was Omicron, when it was... Delta, Delta and it, still, and yeah. We, we called an ambulance out for you at one point because you couldn't breathe. It was scary. And, you know, I remember as well sitting there in the bed thinking, you know, I'm nearly 50. This Is this going to finish me off? And then the year before COVID happened, you and I were in a car accident that very nearly killed us. I think as well what's really clever about this is it feels like it's sort of the album as a whole and the title and everything is not only working on that level of kind of reflecting on the last couple of years, but Marillion's audience is getting older. And I think Marillion are aware of that. I think we're all, a lot of us kind of going, we're not getting any younger. The band are clearly doing so because they've said as much in interviews, you know, they've been saying, you know, we haven't got that many more albums in us. You know, and I, I, in the last couple of years, for the first time, really, I've started to feel, not my age, because I don't feel old physically or anything yet, but I do, I am starting to kind of like face up to sort of my mortality. You know, my parents really won't be here much longer. They're very old and very frail, both of them. And then, you know, I've turned 50. I've just become a grandfather this is going to sound ridiculous, but my hair has gone very grey in the last year. You know, I've gone, a, and so I'm sort of saying goodbye to that. Well, yeah, my physically, I'm changing. And on top of that, as well, one of those things as well is is Marillion putting out this album kind of going, we ain't going to be around much longer. It feels like I'm moving into another phase of my life that that will be the latter stages in all these things, these things that are fleeting and momentary and, you know, yeah, in 40 years' time, I'll look back and remember my parents. I'll remember when my grandson is was a baby and my kids were little and meeting you and when Marillion put out albums and, you know, those gigs and everything. And yes, I'll be sad and I will feel a sense of loss, but there's a sort of beauty 
in those moments. They're milestones that 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 mark our time on Earth, and they give meaning to our time on Earth because everything is finite and that makes those things more precious yes because every every moment you're never going to get that back again every experience you're never ever going to get that back again when we saw marillion last year i said to you about how i had i was in the moment and i had this wash of love towards the band and i got it again with this album and i think it's partly because they're at the top of their game now but while also sort of knowing that my time with them is limited. Mm. You know, there yeah. are only going to be so many more times I listen to a Marillion album for the first time. One or two more. And then that's it. And they've become, oh, Sanya's gone again. There are only going to be so many more times I see them live or Marillion weekends that I go to. And they've become all the more important to me since I met you because... You know, we've got our three Marillion albums that, you know, since I met you, you know, sounds that can't be made. You know, we were sort of in the early stages, we were insecure and all the rest (laughs) of it. But then Fear came out and we were in a much different place. And now we're in another place again. You know, we've come through this pandemic. It's like what I'm talking about. It's like these things mark milestones. And my life, I've been able to kind of chart my life by Marillion albums. But that's coming to an end. And... I don't know. It's it's another it's another thing that is making me kind of go. I w- won't be here forever. This album, and that's clearly what the band or H certainly is singing about. But the music has that feel to it as well. Somehow, if this was the last Marillion album, what a way to go out. Yeah. So I've taken that away from it that perhaps wasn't deliberate but it it, it's sort of imbued in its essence yes yeah you feel it these songs on this album are precious because they're going to be among the last marillion songs yeah the same as we've been kind of going you know these days these years ahead they they should be precious because yeah you know as h sings on this we don't know how long we've got yeah and that is is how a lot of us have felt in the last two years Particularly so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm rambling. I wrote all this stuff down that that I wrote it in a lovely, nice, linear way that I've, I've <laughs> utterly failed to... No, I think you've said it really well. I think mm. you've really done a great job of expressing something that isn't that easy to put into words and to express. So, it's a great album. Yeah. I want to say, like, this is... A little bit off topic, as in not about the actual album subject matter, but more in hearing how good the album is, is such an inspiration in today's world. Because on the one hand, it's like, that's how I kind of want to live my life. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a second. They have gone through this long career And they've reached a point where they're just getting better and better and better. And in an industry that glorifies the young and it's the young people that get to headline all the concerts and that get all the airplay and stuff like that. They're proving that kind of like back in tribal times, it was the elders who were respected for their experience, for their wisdom, for their mastery of life. And the, the, Marillion, the band members are really 
show showcasing that they in their time in their experience as time has gone on they've just improved they've like developed like a a fine wine then they haven't gotten older they've they've they're like they've become more vintage in that their music has and their lyric h's lyrics have gained a greater texture richness they've become more full-bodied you know if we're going to be talking about wine um there's there's a quality to their music and there's a quality to H's lyrics that I don't think a younger person could have created. No. It's the product of their years of experience and their years of of allowing themselves to flow along with this current of creativity of not having to fight it anymore. Is that of what, being given the freedom to flow in that river. Is that what you wanted to say when I said there's a maturity? To yeah. That? There is. There is. It? It's the maturity in the sense of like vintage flavor. Like it's a vintage. Does that? No, oh, I don't know if that it makes totally sense. totally makes sense because it's, it's like a, a young person couldn't have written these lyrics. No, they wouldn't have that depth. What's beautiful is that they're not pretending to be young either. No. So when you get a song like Reprogram the Gene, which is a pop rock song, it doesn't sound like they're trying to be relevant. Yeah. They're just trying to be true to themselves. But that makes them relevant. Yes. You know, that brings out that quality that only they can have. Yeah. And I, I again, I think you've really hit upon something there that, that I'm feeling because, you know, I've got a YouTube channel, you know, we've got a YouTube channel and I'm probably twice as old as as the average YouTuber. On top of that, you know, my day job working in TV, I'm experiencing perhaps the first hint of ageism, or at least experienceism, mm. that I've been around too long. So I'm sort of feeling it, but it's like at the same time, I kind of go, I know I've got so much more to offer and I'm better at what I do at this age mm. than I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, as I said, it's there's a reason why elders were revered in tribal communities because they have that experience that the rest of us haven't got. Yeah. They they can see the world from so many more perspectives because they've lived more perspectives, hopefully, if they've lived in a way that has included introspection and seeing, listening and, mm. and seeing things from other points of view. Both you and I like the album Radiation. Yes. But in a lot of respects, this is this album is the polar opposite of Radiation. Radiation was an album where Marillion were trying to sound younger. And right. here is an album where they are not at all. They're absolutely embracing who they are, where they are, and this moment in time and where they are in this moment in time yeah will it date the album or the that stuff i don't think so because we've all lived through it yeah because also it won't and i know back when we did the episode on murder machines and i was worried at first at first without first looking at the first impression was like oh i hope the lyrics about covid and the pandemic won't date the song you put it in the context of the album. First of all, you look at the other meanings under the the words in Murder Machines and it's like, okay, it's got several layers to it. But you put it in the context of the album and the whole experience of the album is expressing and writing about, it's universal. Yeah. And you could place it at any point in time. There's always going to be 
tragedies in the world. There's always going to be, you know, everyone, like since the dawn of time, people have thought that it's going to be the end of the world. And then the climate... I mean, this time it really could be, at least yeah, for humanity. Yeah, the climate crisis isn't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, so I think the themes are universal and universal meaning that, meaning universal to humanity person to person and also universal that it can be put in any point in time and be relevant and valid what an album what an album yeah i, know. I cannot wait for you all to hear it i know i'm really looking forward to yeah you know i'm really but it's inspiring to like as i said this is i i want my life to be like that because you know i'm not getting any younger and it's like listen if they can get better and better with time that means that everyone's got hope to live their life, that their life can get better and better. That just because you're coming up to retirement age or whatever, it doesn't mean that you haven't got anything left to give, anything more to say. You know, what you say and how you do things can be better than it ever could have been in the previous years. Yeah. That's inspiring. That's inspiring. Words to live by, you bunch of old fogies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. That's probably it for this week then, isn't it? Yeah, we've raved a lot and I hope it wasn't too cheesy. And if it was, oh, well, (laughs) cheese is nice. Have it with some toast. But again, I kind of wish I I had more holes to pick in the album. I don't. I hope, well, no, obviously I don't. But at the same time, I hope hope that what we've said feels sincere to those of you. You know, even if you listen to the album, you don't love all of it. And I know musical taste is completely subjective. And I know that some people won't love that cut and paste style of of some of these songs. I hope that you can appreciate our experience may differ from yours. As we appreciate that your experience may be different from ours. At this moment in time, this is the album that I wanted them to make. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know this is what I wanted it to sound like. I didn't know that this is what I needed. But this was absolutely the Marillion album I wanted and needed right now. And it's it's absolutely 150% in my Marillion sweet spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had I had faith in them. I knew, like, I loved the last two albums. I had a feeling I was going to love this one, but it was even better than I could hope for. It was better than I imagined it would yeah. be. And I hope we haven't bigged it up too much for everyone else. Um, maybe no. don't listen to this podcast until you've listened to the album. We're Marillion fans. But- we always we always get ourselves hyped up too much. <laughs> but I was, I and we was- would have been honest. We would yeah. have yeah. if there was something on there that wasn't to our particular taste. Yeah. You know, we would have said. I just don't like that but- Murder Machine solo, but you know, there you go. I love, I love all of it. Absolutely, every <laughs> single song is top notch top quality masterpiece yeah. yeah we would have said you're quite right we would have said if there was something that we weren't um yeah weren't a huge fan of i mean a very funny episode is it no it's been god with me crying every two seconds yeah not funny at all <laughs> unless you love tears god do another fart no stop bringing, <laughs> stop bringing it up it was an accident <laughs> It was an accident. Next time you do one accidentally, I'm going to go on about it for like three days. I don't fart, ever. (laughs) All right. (laughs) What a lovely way to end this emotional episode. Well, we needed to. (laughs) 
I tell you, H should have fought at the end of the album. <laughs> 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 well, everyone's right. in tears, in floods of tears after care, and then there's the, the trumpet sound. It still sound more realistic than the trumpet sounds on uh, 80 Days. <laughs> right everyone go subscribe tell people about us give us a review uh check us out on patreon www.patreon.com slash mr biffo where we will do bonus stuff sometimes and we get you the episodes early and go buy a new bianpon t-shirt to wear at the meridian weekends the links are in the description they're really nice the new ones aren't they yeah yeah you look great in it thanks i need to get one they um i look particularly great because i uh, trimmed the bottom off mine so it's like a crop top did you of course i didn't i'm a 50 year old man with a huge stomach did you notice me walking around in a crop top Bianca? You might have had it under your jumper. <laughs> yeah, how uncomfortable would that be? Right, um, look, next week we're getting back into marbles and we're going to start on the songs. So, uh, brace yeah, yourselves. gosh, it's been a week of epic albums. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bye bye. <laughs>